¿Listos? ¿Pret? Sí. Wah. Sí, oui. Oui, oui, sí, oui. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Just Don't Matter. Right. This is episode 128. 28. That means that you have anywhere between 250, 260 hours worth of material to catch up on if this is your first one. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome. This is the time where we play the game called What Random Shit Are Katie and Sean Going to Talk About Today? Right. This, uh, this week I'm we have Katie. A, oh. That's Sean. Howdy do. I didn't mean to talk over you. That's okay. I'm going to try and be better about that. That doesn't bother me. It's it's how conversations are created. I always find people get upset about stuff like that. Like, they talked over me. And I'm like, if I get excited about something, I'm going to talk over you. And that's actually kind of a good sign. Because I, I, I have so much to say. I can't not say it. That's how I feel. Great. That's how we talk together. That's right. Okay. So what were you going to say? Oh, um... Not much. I was oh. just excited that I'm here mm-hmm. instead of sitting in front of the computer editing. It's been a good day of editing and doctor's visits and whatnot, but um, yeah. we're here. We get to do this once again this week. We made it. <sighs> Calgon, take me away. Take me away. But instead we'll say podcasting, take me away. Mm-hmm. Take me away. The effervescent yeah. bubbles. Mm. What was Calgon? Calgon was a brand that made a... Uh, spa stuff like in there at cvs walmart things like that basic places they still exist yeah oh they make like bubble bath shower gel things like that it's from an era that it's my childhood but i don't really remember it clearly there was paul Molive. there was uh what was the stuff to hold your teeth in place Uh, you're going all directions yeah but these are brand names from a different era oh Prevident isn't that hold your dentures in no Prevident is um that that toothpaste that you oh, and I is? use. Oh, it is. It helps build up your calcium. Or? Yeah, but we're on our way to dentures. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point we will have polydent. Paul, well, I already have like these little nubs on my teeth because of my Invisalign. I'm almost done with my Clear Correct. Ooh, give me an update. I, as of this podcast coming out, I have technically completed all 22 weeks of my treatment. And I think I'm going to ask for a couple more trays. I think I'll have like one or two more weeks just because they're not quite where they call it. Is it minute adjustments or something? Okay. I'm going to have a couple of those, but I'm I'm done. Unos dos tres? Uh, unos o dos. Okay. You know. Yeah. I like you just said one, two, three. Yeah. It's my Spanish. I'm working on it. <laughs> I know it's I've got a translator in my head mm. much like when you use Google Translate mm-hmm. there's one box and then another box but for me it's English then French and, and then, then Spanish, Spanish. and at the end the I'm French. like put your mother on a horse and whack the horse with a mallet you know I'm and, hot uh, I have to take my socks off this, this uh, language is making you hot rocks off socks See, off Katie. no I was I wear comrade compression socks and I didn't realize they have a crowdfunding I could be part owner. I might actually invest a little really? bit of my monies. It's kind of odd, though, because it's a a company that sells things, right? Mm-hmm. But their logo is a, uh, a hammer and a sickle. No, it's not. And it's called Comrade. And I find that odd. Hey, Comrade. Yeah. No. Even the communists are using Kickstarter. No. No, it's a Comrade compression socks. And I think, I don't know who created them. I want to say it was like a nurse or somebody. Um but they've been really, they're reasonably priced compression socks. And as someone who is a Factor 5 Leiden carrier, 
one of the things my hematologist told me was you need to wear compression socks if you fly in a flight over two hours. Hmm. And I have to also get up and move around. That's sexist. Wow. Hematologist? What about a shematologist? Oh, Jesus, criminy Christ. That's okay. But um, bump. What is going on? We have a wedding this weekend. When this comes mm. out, we will be at said wedding. Oh, before we get into wedding talk. So yeah. okay. tell me more about Comrade. Oh, so Comrade, anyway, they have tall and short socks. I was wearing my short socks today. They help. And I'm not a doctor. Hashtag not a doctor. I play one on TV. I'm just kidding. But the tall compression socks I wear on flights and it helps a lot for recovery for me. Like when it comes to like international flights and when we used to when we used to travel more which we are going to get into now and i'm excited but it when we i wouldn't have as bad of a jet lag or like even just the you know how travel exhausts you i wasn't as, as exhausted if it's good enough for top gun because they wear compression suits i figure compression socks it's yeah. you know well it helps with it. recovery if you're a person who works out they also say it helps with recovery there for your muscles because it inc- increases blood flow and which i know people are like compression wouldn't it just push all the blood out no it like doesn't allow the blood to just pool because mm-hmm. blood can pool in like your hands and feet and that's why it's important even if you're going walking that's why you keep your arms bent or you put them above your head a little bit get the blood out of your fingertips yeah i've noticed i get sausage fingers when yeah. i walk yeah because all the blood is going you know think of just gravity mm. okay uh, you know so anyways i wear comrade brand and they've been so kind when i talked about them on instagram they sent me a couple pairs and I actually shared them with my friends i gave i them think they're Harriet wonderful and, yeah. yeah um and my mama so yeah cool well um the next step now that we've lured them in mm-hmm. and you've talked about them kindly and mm-hmm. they've sent and i purchased some things, i purchased with my own monies let's ask for five percent of their company Damn straight. Yep. We want to be brand uh, owner, ambassador, partner. That's what our friend Allie said to do. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was getting at this. Um, we talked about her last week. She's yep, we a very saw Spag- interesting. Spagnola. Yeah. We call her Spags. She, she's on uh, every platform imaginable. She's, uh, she's very talented musically. She does fitness, music, comedy. She's fantastic. She wears I'll, all the hats. I'll put some links to her stuff in the, yeah, in we the like, comments. Yeah, we like Allie. In the description below. But um, she was wearing, I think she's part, uh, ro- not robot she's, bionic. She, but she has a little thing to check her blood sugar. She's part owner of this company. And it essentially helps her see how her body responds to certain foods. And I meant to text her yesterday because I saw a commercial for something similar where they were like, you know, pay attention to how your body interacts with certain foods. And I was like, oh, specs. Okay, so... Is that the brand? I had the same thing happen. I've been following a company called Levels. Um, and mm-hmm. I found them, I th- or they found me probably through social media, mm-hmm. you know, things I'm looking at online. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm very curious about how my glucose level affects your my, mood and your energy. Yeah, everything. I mean, they, they say that this is the key to living longer and mm-hmm. um, maybe staving off dementia, which may be too late for me. But no, um, no, no. Right. Although burnout that I've been experiencing has led to some like dementia E type symptoms where I like can't find words. If you've been listening to my podcast, you probably noticed a little bit. And like as soon as I think something that's like gone, I'm right. like, yeah, uh, my girlfriends that I've talked to about this are like, oh, we call that mom brain. And I'm like, I have no children. Roxy is a dog. Doesn't really count. I have no excuse. It's called not taking breaks, not list, not taking my own fucking advice. That's right. what it's called. So uh, we call this podcast, not taking my own advice. Yeah. Hmm. Sean's always looking for titles. So there. 
Okay. Not taking my own fucking advice. Mm-hmm. I think we'll have to drop the fucking. Let me put a little asterisk. Okay. A little ass. Asterisk. Well, levels. Back to that. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> it started showing up my feed somehow uh, a while ago. I started following them. I've liked a couple of their posts. They commented back when I wrote something a while ago. Anyways. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot about it. Yeah. But then I think I ended up on their mailing list. Something showed up the other day. I was like, oh, that company that monitors your sugar. And then that little dim light bulb went off. And, you know, the one in the back of the convenience store with the flies around. And I was like, wait. I've encountered something like this. Allie was wearing a device. And it's a glucose monitoring device. And I know that she was saying it real-time messages her phone. And I thought... Oh, maybe, maybe this is, and so I texted her while I was at the dermatologist today oh, mm-hmm. and I said, Hey, um, is this the, 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 the device that you're wearing or is it something similar? Mm-hmm. And she said, Oh my God. Yes, it is. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Levels. levels. So she, she's cool. levels in the game and, um, it's kind of cool. So that I was looking at it. There's a couple of interesting things with it. One is it's pinging your phone real time. And I worry, like I told Spags. I don't really like things that people can become obsessed about right? and making you feel like you can't have certain foods or you, sh- I don't know. It's a very slippery slope. It's like my eating disorder specialty, like piping up in the back. And I know Spags talked on our channel years and years ago, how she struggled with, you know, body image and exercise addiction and stuff. So I'm like, be careful. Right. <clears throat> with great tools comes great power. Um, yeah, be or- careful great responsibility so anyways the 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 device Mm -hmm. seemed really interesting to me and i was looking at the website but it what was the more interesting part is that the data is being collected by a doctor um Mm -hmm. and it's part of a a larger study to kind of see how people's eating habits are uh, in terms of you know if we're um over consuming under consuming or if we're spiking our blood sugar and what the ramifications are i think those are my concerns about it is people having more data on you because even if it's being reviewed by a doctor, what are the disclaimers? Who are they giving it to? Who's going to have this information? And also the fact that you have to like put wear it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't like that look. Like I have to be in a wedding. I'd have to take it off and it probably has a tan line and a mark. I just yeah. don't like that of it. And I also don't like the constant potential notifications because I feel like that leads to, it's like encouraging obsessive behavior when I think, I mean, maybe wear it for like a month. Right, right, right. And then fucking ditch it. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyways, I, yeah. I thought it was an interesting device, but I'm always looking at. I know. It's like right up your alley. I know. You're like, this is the perfect thing for me. Right. I really want to. Sean really gets into like, not just medical devices, but there's a few avenues like vitamins, mushrooms, blood sugar. Yeah. These are my hobbies. <laughs> Vitamins and now it'll be hernia friendly exercises and ways to manage arthritis well, in your toes. <laughs> orthopedics and <laughs> did you buy your Hoka shoes? I have not bought the Hoka shoes yet. I'm still looking at the different. Uh, I'd like to try them on in person. So I oh, think we I'm going to go, go to, to a Nordstrom. I think they have them at Nordstrom. Uh, Dick's Sporting Goods has them oh, locally, perfect. so I'm going to go check them out. Hey, perfect. Okay, well that's medical chat. Medical chat. Yeah. Da, 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 the by more you know. People who aren't doctors. Right. Da, 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 da. Um, and if anybody, obviously the thing that is cool about things like levels, just to wrap this up for people who do have diabetes and need to monitor their blood sugar levels, it's come such a long way. It's great to see. Yeah. You don't have to like prick your finger every time. That's why the wearable devices make sense for people who have it. 
again, I just worry about the obsessive nature of it. Yeah. So that that's one of the things that I found out is that it's not for people with diabetes. Well, and then also insurance coverage. Like how much does that cost? Like, do you know how expensive stuff like that is? Yeah. I think the device is like 200 bucks or something like that. But then up, like, you know, mm. I just wonder. Yep. Anyway. You know what I did find out, and this is a while ago, is that Google had a patent out for contact lenses. Yeah, I They weren't corrective, but they measure glucose levels mm-hmm. in your tears or yeah, in, in your, your eyes. In the in the liquid on your eyes. Yeah, yeah I remember that. That's, that's nuts. It came up in some, I don't know, like notification I got. They've, they've had, it's like a, Otsuka had a pat, not a patent, but a study and a patent out for a pill, which it kind of because they're scientists and they don't work with patients. I was like, you're so ignorant, but they were like, we're going to have people take this pill like with their medicine. Like it'll be part of the pill. So that half of it's medicine, half of it's pill. And it tracks like how much of it's in your bloodstream. And so they know if people have taken it and it can ping the phone, you know, you can make sure you have, get like a steady level. Yeah. But the, the people that they said this would benefit the most were schizophrenic people. Mm. And I was like, do you know how many of my schizophrenic patients over the years have sworn to me that the medicine that they're taking allows people to track them, specifically the FBI or the CIA? But. Yeah, uh, uh, that's don't tell them, I guess uh, they're not going to have informed consent on that. Anyway, I think that it is cool, especially, you know, I understand why it's helpful, but I'm like an application, I think. Oh my goodness. Patients would be terrified. Um, If you are so inclined and you want to see something that's completely fascinating on Netflix, the John McAfee uh, story. Weird. You don't need to see people who are very strange. He's very strange. And I immediately did not like him. I was like, what a creep. He, he definitely puts out the vibe that anything could happen at any moment. And that's nerve wracking. I don't like being around um, unstable. he's, He's also like, yeah, definitely unstable. Definitely lacks empathy for others. And I don't know if it's just narcissism or if he has antisocial personality disorder. But they talked about him being abused as a kid, so it could go either way. I don't really know. Very bizarre. Mm -hmm. And the way he would talk to people and like lean in close and like talk. I was like, fucking creep me out, dude. Yeah. Don't trust that guy. He's telling you only lies and whatever he can say to get you to do what he needs you to do. It's a two hour ride through the craziest story. And I remember following it on the news live when it was happening. I won't, you know, uh, bring it. We don't want to give any spoilers. Yeah. But definitely if you're looking for. And it's McAfee, just like the guy who created, because he did create the whole uh, antivirus, antivirus, like, you know, for your computer back in the day, because everybody, if you had a Dell computer was like constantly dealing with viruses and McAfee was like antivirus software. Yeah, sold yeah. this company for $7 billion. And, and now then, it's worth 17 or something I said, billion? Right. But he, you know, he had a lot of uh, cash so or capital. So he he just went around the world doing crazy things. Yep. And it's it's a pretty wild story. It's pretty nuts. If you need something to be like, wow, my life is pretty well put together, that's something to watch. Yes. Because you feel really good about your situation. Compare and contrast with a crazy mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we need that. We also tried to watch. And I don't use the word crazy lightly either. I know that we sometimes. No, but he's like on, he's high on drugs. Like, and you don't know what's wrong with him. It's very bizarre. He's, it's very bizarre behavior. Compelling though, right? I mean, yeah, but I also like. Ugh. Yeah. You never want to be in a situation with a person no. like that, especially at, out to sea. That was yeah. the, the scariest part because you can't get off the boat. I mean, you could, but where are you going to go? I don't, yeah. And you're this cameraman and you're like, oh no. Uh, we did try to watch D.B. Cooper, Where Are You? And it was horrible. 
I was like, I can't watch this. It's mm-hmm. a terrible documentary. It could have been wrapped up in about 30 minutes. That's what I hate about it. Cause the John McAfee, arguably there's a lot more meat on the bone for that one. And they were like, here's what was it? 45 minutes, an hour. Oh no, more than that. It was like an hour and a half. But still there could have done. But sometimes they stretch these shows, right? And I like, hate that. DB Cooper's one of those. Guy jumped from a plane. We don't know who he is. And and I don't think they know. I don't think don't they know still. Who he is. And it's so stupid. Tis I. <laughs> but anyway, that was yeah foolish. I was yeah. like, I can't watch this anymore, Sean. It's so stupid. That's it. Can I get into wedding talk or you have other oh, things on your list? By all means. So when this, when you're listening to this, hello, we are in Houston or as the New Yorkers say, Houston. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're in Houston for our friends, Adam and Lauren's wedding. Yay. I'm excited. I have to try on my dress and figure out what shoes I'm wearing. And we have to f- make sure we've got what we need. As you're listening to this, I'm pro- I'm going to paint a picture for you. Mm, paint it. You know, everyone is, uh, all right, everyone, come on out to the dance floor right now. And that's when I'm sweating, right? Because I'm like, oh, you why would you sweat? You, you don't I, have to go out to the dance floor. Well, that's it. I stand up and I walk towards the dance floor. And then right as I get closer, I, I turn and go to the restroom. No, you just stand on the edge. I usually do stand, you on, the stand on the edge. I'm a perimeter dancer. I like to boogie down. <laughs> but Sean does not. I'm not very good at it. And my inner monologue gets the worst of me. It's like left, right, left. Why do you have to think like that? Just feel the beat. I don't have it. Oh, yeah. You don't have rhythm. I'm, I'm empty on you, the inside. You and my mom both. My mom has a tough time, too. You two would do well at parties because you could just hang on. And Larry and I will dance. Yeah. Rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> but, I, but Sean doesn't have rhythm, which is what we learned when you were like trying to clap along to something. I was like, what's happening? I never learned the rhythm so good. I don't <laughs> no, feel it. I think it's something innate. I think it can be learned probably. But I also think it, because you know, we're talking about the guitar. Oh, I listened to a video by a friend of mine, Dr. Ben Ryan, who's a neuroscientist. And he was explaining the research behind why it's so helpful to learn an instrument as a child, like especially before the age of seven, which I didn't learn anything before the age of seven. I don't think my grandma had me plunk on the piano a little bit, but um, the benefits to your brain are intense because it's such a mental workout, which I think we would all agree, especially like singing along to is hard. You got all this stuff going on. But anyway, he was talking about all the benefits. So if you're thinking of learning an instrument, I highly encourage it. Sean has been learning his guitar for many moons now. We flew into Portland one time Mm -hmm. and we're walking through and I'm looking around the airport. I'm like, this is a beautiful airport. Mm -hmm. They've got uh, all all these flight um, exhibits. Yeah, there's like old planes that are put together in the space. Yeah. And then I heard this jingle jangle, which immediately drew my ears. And then to the delight of my eyes, I saw a man walking towards us. I've never seen this before. And I saw hands going. Seen and Mary Poppins? Uh, nope. I've probably seen like five seconds of Mary Poppins. And what? It's not my bag. You were a child. Yeah, but I mean, chim chimney, chim chim. That's the one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cherry. See, I turned it off before the end of the song. I was like, no. Wow. Because he plays one of those. It was one of those. A one-man band. The guy, but I loved seeing in person mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe all Magical. the things he was doing. Yeah. Stomping his feet, pulling strings and hitting mm-hmm. a drum, a bass drum and on his back. And blow. yeah, know? it was amazing. And uh, so I tripped him because I wanted to hear the jangle, you know. No, he no did more. not. No, it was amazing to see. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, I, I know I'm starting with the guitar, but I may invest in that system. 
as I progress. So if you are in the Austin airport and you hear a jingle jangle, it's probably strong. Me. <laughs> no, but it's amazing. The multitasking of stuff yeah. and with instruments, it's that multitasking that makes it so beneficial to your brain. That's why drumming, whenever I see a drummer, I'm like, how, I know. what it, what is going on here? Because it's wild. You know, I've got this one, right? Mm-hmm. Pat my, t- if you're just listening, I'm patting my tummy and rubbing my head and I can reverse it. That's a good skill, right? It's difficult, but yes. Just like drumming, except <laughs> drumming is way, way easier. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, no, because you're keeping your foot going on the bass and then you're doing stuff up top. And then sometimes you're like adding a little accent, like bing. You know? If anyone wants to remix that drum track, we will license it to you. How did it go, Katie? I don't know. I can't do it again. Was that your hi-hat? That was my hi-hat. I said he's a bass, boom, boom, and then. Nice. Uh, if you do license it, just be aware that Slipknot also licensed that track for the new album. So if you're waiting for the new Slipknot to come out, that's, we just leaked a track for you. Can you imagine yeah. uh, the one band I absolutely don't enjoy at all and would never listen to? You know, some of their songs are really, really good. That's um, what people say, but for, I don't believe you. No, like melodic and ballady, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, that's usually, it's like Coheed and Cambria. There's like one song I can tolerate. PJ loves Coheed and he was trying to get me into it and explaining mm-hmm. it to me. And it sounds like something I'd be really into. There's a whole universe to what this guy has been writing. He's apparently a musical genius. They all are, Sean. But I'm not, um, I've tried to listen to it and it's, it's kind of wheelie, wheelie, wee for me. And I, <laughs> what does that mean? Wheelie, wheelie, wee. I don't know. It just, it's all over the place. And anyways, I, I, I'm going to try and keep getting into it because PJ really. Are you like uh, Ricky in Trailer Park Boys? He was like, give me an R. Oh, see, that's fucking rock music. Yeah. I don't need any of this, like, to the space. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yep. Ricky and uh, PJ is Bubbles. Yeah, Bubbles, they like Rush. Ricky likes whoever sings R-O-C-K. What's that? Right. Uh, is it Winger? I don't know. It's another Canadian band that I don't know. Oh, I don't know. There's so many. It's funny how close we are to Canada, yet how different certain things are. Yeah. Like, I never heard of the Tragically Hip until you made me aware of it. You have R.E.M. We have the Tragically Hip, although arguably Tragically Hip is way better. Um, Not that he's, you know, in any way biased. R.E.M. is just a little too poppy. Shiny, happy people holding hands. I don't like like R.E.M. So you're not, you don't have to explain it to me. Okay. (laughs) It's not all losing my religion, you know, some of the songs Mm -hmm. are just a little too... Mm -hmm. Too mm-hmm. poppy. But yeah. anyways, to each their own. That's why music comes in every different flavor. Different strokes for different folks. From Slipknot to Coheed to Shiny Happy People. You got it all. all Imagine if they formed a super group. <sighs> no, I don't want to. It sounds terrible. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be at a wedding and our friends are getting me a weed and we have to get dressed up and do something. We have three dinners. I'm excited I thought it was a little them. odd that it's a Dungeons and Dragons dress up party. <laughs> They're very into a stranger things. Is that what Can they you imagine? No. You know what Lauren is into? Food. Retro. Thing. Oh, food. Yes. Yeah. They Classic are foodies. retro stuff. That's why I'm excited about all the things. Oh, and here's a funny. <laughs> so, and I'm not sharing too much about her. I don't think she'd be upset about it all, but Lauren's from a very Christian conservative family, born and raised outside of Houston. And her dad was concerned when they were signing all the final contracts for the venue for the food and drink and stuff. And he was like, I don't know that bar tab. Like if we're going to end up paying more because we're not going to meet that. And Lauren's like, dad, don't you worry. Adam's and I, Adam and I's friends are going to handle it. <laughs> Cause they don't drink. Like a lot of her family doesn't drink. Right. She's like, 
we got this. Don't worry. Because there are minimums and stuff you have to meet or you end up paying like amounts. Really? Mm -hmm. You would think it would just be a minimum that they want you to reach and that's it. Like, okay, it's going to cost you X. If you go over, we'll, you'll have to pay you know, for the assume, overage. Yeah. But I think it was like packages. Mm. I'd assume it was picking a package of sorts. Gotcha. And he was like, but well, we want this food, but like it comes with this. And that just seems like too much. And she's like, da, 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 da. but I'm excited about it. All. You know, the, that's the, uh, the restaurant industry mm -hmm. and their, the restaurant industry goes hard in the paint. I think is what the kids say these days. Is that what they say? Or the people who are into basketball. Yeah, they are. They're, uh, well, some of them are restaurateurs, but others aren't, oh, okay. it, you know, like at the bachelorette, most people weren't, there oh. was actually only two that were in my mind. I always think, oh, it's like uh, Tony Bourdain and his friends, you know, <laughs> we do. I mean, Vincent's very popular and like, he's big in the restaurant biz. Yeah. He has what six restaurants? Yeah, six or nine. Something That's like crazy. That. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be fun. We're going to eat our hearts out, dance our hearts out, get dressed up. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. I get to get my hair and makeups done. Me too. Yeah. It's going to be great, you guys. I'll try to Insta stories, but usually when I don't Insta stories, it means I'm having a like a really good time. But I'll do my best to showcase little bits here and there mm -hmm. as I think about it. Awesome. I'm not very good at that. That's something I'm, I apologize to all of you is some people would be like, well, why don't you share more about Roxy girl or what you're doing? And I'm like, I forget. Hmm. I'm in the moment. I'm 38. I didn't grow up with the internet. Oh, something gross in Roxy news. Ugh. We went for a walk last night. It was beautiful, oh, by the way. Yeah. The weather is like. I blocked it out already. 85. It was nice. It was our evening walk. Strolling around. Katie's like, look, the clouds are pink. I was like, beautiful. And um, that pretty Texas sky, I tell you. We get around the corner 10 minutes into the walk and Roxy's really stiffing. So we're like, oh, just let her. You yeah, know. just by a tree. She's really getting excited. And she sniffs a lot anyways. And they say it's good for their brain. So yeah. we're like, tire her out, sniff away. She gets exhausted and it's great. Mm -hmm. So, but all of a sudden she's like. Yeah, I was like, oh, she eating like a stick. Yeah, it sounded like she was breaking a, a stick. And I was like, God damn it. And then, so I was like, come on, Roxy, let's go. So she comes and she's like. Still crunching like And crazy. then she's trying to. <laughs> cheek you know because she she thinks she we're gonna take to it hide away. stuff and that's when i know it's something that she shouldn't have mm -hmm. so right away my hand goes into her mouth you know and I'm we all we both thought it was bark or a stick because yeah. she knows we don't like because she'll like chew those things and it could like perforate her bowel yeah well out comes uh half a lizard in my hand Blech. and that half is doing the you know the the dance of uh oh, the dead lizard oh, or no. dying lizard oh, oh, no. and uh he looked at me and it was like thank you and just in time to die yeah but at least he didn't die in her uh, i mean he pretty much did sean yeah you only got half of him let's just be honest didn't make her sick though which is interesting i don't know but she's always trying to eat those lizards and kill them and yeah. i cannot stop her and i love lizards because they eat our bugs is she around here yeah, yeah she's behind you yeah she um because they kill they eat mosquitoes and stuff hmm. mosquitoes so it's good to have the lizards. I think so. I think they're great. I just, she does not like them. I wish she would work in tandem with them. Her, <laughs> yeah. the lizards take care of the, the mosquitoes. She takes care of the squirrels. The squirrels wouldn't chew on her house anymore. I know. I mean, it'd be perfect. Okay. Harmony. We yeah. need to teach the her harmony. work with the birds. Hmm. You know, I don't know. It's like you want like Cinderella story where they all sing together. No. No. Anyway, so that really grossed me out because I, just like you, thought it was going to be bark or a stick. Yeah, I was not. I was not prepared for what <laughs> came out of my hand. God damn! And then I had to walk home, and you know me, I'm a germaphobe. Uh, like, I know, and you're like dog saliva and and, and lizard lizardness. Yeah, yeah, 
it was pretty special moment. Goddamn. If you have any ridiculous stories of things that your dogs have cheeked or gotten into. Also, Roxy, because we have the construction going, there's a little pile of like sand that they are supposed to put in to make the mortar for the brick. Look at me speaking construction terms. Anyway, she likes to get up on that little mound because then she can see higher than she would if she was on the ground. And she's been sitting on it and getting sand all in her belly and her bits and just rubbing herself raw. So I have to like rinse her out all the time and like wipe her off. And I should just baby powder continuously to get the sand off. It's puppy parlance. Yep. The joys of pet ownership. Yep. But other than that, she's been good. Oh, yeah. She's She's great. She's great. Our whole goal every day is just to make her be so exhausted that she zonks out. Yep. I'm trying to give her the walk at 830 in the morning. And then, um, you know, sometime midday, Katie takes her walk. Then Mm -hmm. I'm trying to take her out in the evening. It's working. She's she's doing good. And she's learning. She went to the behavioral center. Yep. She's gotten better. She's, we're supposed to do some trial runs with some of my suburban ladies that I'm friends with now. Right. They have a dog, uh, Roxy, also, that is equally a maniac. So stay tuned for that, mm-hmm. and we'll let you know how it goes with her socialization skills. Yep. All right. Well, oh, yes. one last thing. What else? This is more of a grinds my gears thing, and okay. it made me think of our last airplane flight. Uh, why can't they normalize? Are there other kinds of flights rather than an airplane flight? Like a, a <laughs> That's flight, a good point. A flight of whiskey. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. <laughs> On my last airplane flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry. That was just a funny. <laughs> no, it's true. I didn't use the English language very well. It made me giggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so why, 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 no, why, Katie, mm-hmm. do uh, air, airlines, they mm-hmm. fly a ton of people around, right? Yes. And I'm sure they do, they, they. They have surveys. They they test out equipment. Survey says, you know, like is this chair comfy? Is this uh, is this window big enough? Is the air cooling you adequately? I'm sure they look at all these things. I'm sure. Why haven't they figured out the audio system yet? Oh, I know. Why is this? Oh, this is the parlor speaking. Like Jesus. Murphy. And we have noise canceling headphones on, so we were so fortunate to get these Sennheiser noise canceling headphones, and I wear them every time and. It's still really, I can hear it as if it's super clear it's through the strangest my thing. headphones. And I'm like, or it's like too quiet and then it's loud. What in the fuck? I don't know. It's like they, the dial goes to 10 mm-hmm. and yet they're on 14, Yeah, you know, and, it's out of control. and it happens every time. It's, and, and that's why I don't, I no longer plug into the, the chair. No, cause it's going to kill you. All and the if, time. if there is a pause in my movie or whatever, if I am plugged in, I immediately pull out the thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm about to get, you know, my ears rung. So stupid. Yeah, Dear Boeing, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Sincerely, an angered, you know, yeah. uh, But it, it must be the intercom system. Well, yeah, but. Who makes it? Who, that. It's such company. an, you know, if you, if you want to agitate your client base, mm-hmm. sure, keep doing it. But if you want to just take take it down everyone's already stressed out you're flying take it down take it down a notch hey man put some quaaludes in the coffee you know uh, you turn the music down i don't know right crazy anyways it's true well but they invested in that uh the steam machine that makes fake steam come out over the the windows which looks like smoke by the way i don't like that at all i don't think they do that on purpose honey yeah 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 that's uh that's just for style no it's not it doesn't serve any purpose to ben back me up here it's not Done. No. Yes. Okay. So if anyone out there is wondering what's going on inside of an airplane cabin about, I think 
halfway through the pandemic, they started, uh, they've got a little light show. It's usually purple, much like these lights behind us, uh, or, uh, like a amber color. And then there's like steam, but it's not steam. It's just like some sort of thin vapor. Planes taking off from hot or humid climates often experience this unique indoor weather. That's because the steamy air outside is being rapidly cooled and condensed by the plane's onboard air conditioning unit. This creates a wave of water vapor that can appear eerily like smoke or steam. Oh, I thought it was on purpose. No. I already knew this because people have been talking about it. Oh, okay. Well, there goes my conspiracy theory. <laughs> I was like, why would you put fake smoke inside the plane when, yeah, you no, know. It's just, there's no dry ice. This isn't a club. Okay. When there's I thought no that's... smoke machines. <laughs> Remember when, oh my God, you guys. I love Trailer Park Boys. And J-Rock or Jamie, one of the characters is like a rapper and he's making a rap video and he has a smoke machine and then he gets arrested because it's Trailer Park Boys and everybody gets arrested. And as they're pulling him out, he takes his smoke machine with him and it's like, blow. you know, those things just like smell like chalk. Like I know that smell from my childhood. And he's like spraying it all over the place. And then they put him in the back of the the car, but he has a smoke machine in there and he's like, help. His little mouth is like out where the window barely (laughs) opens. He's like, I can't breathe in here. And it's just like packed with smoke. (laughs) And you're like, what are you doing, dude? What in the world? Oh, but anyway, I'm excited for the wedding. I'm excited to drive to Houston. We haven't done that since we moved out here. They have come our way, but we haven't gone their way. Rox is going to go to the boarding place and they treat her well. She always comes back happy, but tired. And yeah, we'll try to take some pictures. We'll try to bring you along on this adventure, this foodie adventure. We will. Ready for some letters? Yeah, sure. Um, this next letter, or this first letter. Oh, you're reading. I'll, I'll do the first one, then I, I can hand it off. It's fine. This one comes from Sarah, and it says, Hello, OTDM community. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM community. It's Sarah, the Savannah Banana here. Oh, Savannah Banana. Savannah banana. It's funny because I can't see it, so I'm like, who is it? But it's the Savannah Banana. We're just like that uh, podcast where you have to guess who it is, right? What's that one that you listen to? My... Oh, Imagined Life. Life. Oh, not my so-called life. That's with uh, Jared Leto and uh, what's her name? Claire Danes. Yeah. But if you, if you want to listen to a podcast, uh, Imagined Life, I highly recommend, is it the sensuous one? Mm -hmm. Sounds sultry. It's not. All right. It's Sarah, the Savannah Banana here. I'm so glad my first letter was well-received and that y'all enjoyed it. Since my first letter, I've started a new job. Yay! I now am a dog handler and kennel technician oh. at a dog daycare. Oh, amazing. Do you have any openings? Mm-hmm. Roxy gets us? kicked out and we might have to drive all the way to Savannah. <laughs> Roxy As our radius Right. We've been kicked out of some of the finest She's kennels. She's been retrained. And... I am wanting to try her back and see if they'll take her. What if she came back with a Savannah draw? Oh, that'd be Ruff. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I get to take care of dogs all day. I love it so much. That's Yay. good. They, you know. Yeah. In episode 125, y'all asked for funny butt dial stories. So here is mine. Oh, I'm excited already. A few years ago, back in my senior year of high school, I butt dialed my mom while I was at a marching band competition. <laughs> <laughs> she thought I was calling her to tell her how we placed in the competition, but no, I just butt dialed her. Hello. <laughs> she said she heard us playing slash warming up for the competition. Oh. 
I remember we got second place and it was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And your mom got to hear it. That's good. At least a little bit. Yeah. You know, it'd be embarrassing is if you butt dialed someone and you tooted. <laughs> like the band is is marching and you're like this is perfect as soon as that as soon as they hit those symbols i'm gonna i'm gonna be disguised adequate <laughs> hello oh my god goodbye for now from sarah the savannah banana thanks for telling Bye, us sarah good to hear from you that's so embarrassing for you sarah <laughs> she didn't know she didn't know such thing how rude sean how rude okay oh there it is sarah yeah when I see, because it's her doggo, I see the doggo. Okay. We have a letter from our PNW correspondent. Ah, hello, hello. Man, hello. And it's entitled, Hitting Roadblocks After Roadblocks. And bye for three months, sad face. That is sad. It says, hi, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM community. Howdy do, Liam. I have absolutely no idea where you guys are with sharing letters, and I haven't had a chance to listen to all of, to full episodes in a while. I just listened slash watched you guys sharing the second part of 112 and and my airport layover story that wasn't really a layover. It wasn't at all. Anyway, I think I shared something in between the, that one and this, but since it's only related to mental health, probably not the best spot to be openly sharing my frustrations with mental health. I'm just sending this on the last day of August. Thank goodness. July was a terrible month. Fun mental health. Uh, terrible month, fun mental health, and August was just as bad, worse, and August went by as a, at a snail's pace. Gotcha. Just assuming you got the email about my complaints about crisis lines, here's the most current update. <clears throat> I finally got into a residential program. Whoop, whoop. It's like mental health support 24-7 instead of going in then and then going home like an intensive outpatient program, otherwise known as an IOP. Yes, very correct. Wait, what is that? So intensive outpatient program is when you go in for a period of time and then you go home. Okay. But she was she's going to a residential program. That means you like stay there. Okay. Like you live there. So IOP is you go in during the day and go home at night? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because think of how they're, what they're called. They're called, uh, hers is residential mm-hmm. versus intensive outpatient. Uh, okay. When anything out, says outpatient, that means you go home at the end. Okay. I had to accept IOP currently because it's literally the only place that I qualify for in the entire state of Oregon. You're kidding me. I'm just sharing this because I'm not going to be listening or responding in these next three months because I won't be able to. I don't like when I just randomly disappear on people. I'm not that type of person. I appreciate that about you, Liam. 90 days or three months. I think I'll be lucky to be back home by Christmas in December. My 26th birthday is in November and these past few years haven't really done anything for my birthday. Oh, you haven't really done anything. Gotcha. I don't know about this, this whole idea and knowing I'm just fed up with going through what I'm going through. It pushed me to this point. It can be hard to make that decision, but I find I actually don't think I've ever had a patient regret it. Well, it sounds pretty brave to me. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I think, suffer in silence. They're like, oh. And think, oh, I'll just struggle through. I'll just suffer through. And you're like, no, get help. It does get better. Yeah. You know? So I think it's great that you're putting yourself first and taking care of stuff. Yeah. So they've been hitting roadblock after roadblock and won't take no or that doesn't work as an answer. I'm pissed. I can't even go geocaching anymore. July 2022 is the last time I was able to freely geocache alone. Mentally not even stable enough to drive a car. Enough about my crap. Share again soon. Three months from September. Wish me luck, Leanne. Best of luck, Leanne. I'm excited for you. You're, you've got this. You're so brave. It's going to get better. 
I promise it gets better. Okay. We have another funny story from Tom. Okay. Are we ready? And Leanne. Oh. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry. I... I jumped the gun on Tom. No, I just, I'm just thinking about it. I mean, three months, I, th- I think that's actually really solid to be doing that. Um, you know, yeah. because so much can be done during that time where you're. I was just talking to another member of our community about how I think those longer stays, which three months isn't even really that long if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, but being able to set aside some time to solely work on yourself is really important. And I honestly think we should all be doing something like that where you put aside time to actually work on yourself it's not that you have to disconnect from everybody and everything, but it helps to not have the daily life stressors. Oh my gosh. And even just a, if I think of it from a physical standpoint, if I was to take just three months and work on, you know, getting up in the morning, getting my head right, and then uh, working out, whether it's swimming or lifting some light weights or whatever, you know where I'd be in three months? I'd be a completely transformed person. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what you know, um, you're having mental health professionals support you and all mm-hmm. of that. I'd make them lift the weights. See, no, <laughs> they make you do mental weights, yeah. you know, but yeah, I think that's, it's all incredibly helpful. One of my girlfriends, Abba did this, uh, because her family's from India originally there, her parents always supported her and her siblings doing this week long kind of retreat where you don't talk. Oh, I'd have such a hard time with that. It, she said the first few days are like brutal. And then by the time, and it might be longer than a week if Abba's listening, please correct me. But the, she was saying that essentially the first like few days were just brutal. And then you get so used to it that it's hard to come back. You like don't want to return. Like our new partner manager at YouTube, she's amazing. Her name's Lana. And she was like, I took a break from social media and three years later, I never returned (laughs) because I feel so much better. Yeah, And I was like, we often don't, we often struggle to make choices, like I'm not saying we shouldn't talk to anybody or we have to cancel social media altogether, but I think sometimes it's hard for us to make those decisions to to actually put ourselves first for whatever reason. And so we get back into that rut again. We take those breaks and we go right back in. I've been thinking about social media along those lines a little bit mm-hmm. for, you know, you know this for, for a while, just what are the implications of it? What exactly is it that we're consuming? Blah, blah, blah. And lately I've been, Considering that, imagine if you had a TV on in the background, your radio on, your your phone on, um, you had all these devices, just everything's cranking out a signal at all times. And you were just jumping from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's just like a bunch of noise pollution or, you know. Well, it's exhausting for our brain, to be honest. And it's not that it like creates ADHD, because that's not how that works. But 
it does create a difficulty for us to focus. Like I think uh, long to focus on, for on things for a long, I don't know. I don't even know what a long amount of time, like maybe 15 minutes or it's longer. It's getting shorter every day. And it, it's hard. I'm always so incredibly grateful that social media just wasn't what it was when I was growing up at all. We didn't have it. And even in college and grad school, it was like Facebook was all. And like all we did was post photos there. Mm-hmm. And like people would post random shit. And I did. I never really engaged with it until we started what we did here. And I'm always grateful to that because um, my attention span was much longer. I could I could hang in with people. I could have long conversations. I never felt like I had to check my phone. I'm getting better at that now as I've gotten older. I don't really care as much. I don't need to check things as much. I bet you if there was a study done. No, obviously, I bet you it doesn't amount to There probably is a study. Search on, if you're looking for good studies, PubMed and Google Scholar are good places to start. I'll take a look. Because what I'm thinking is, what would it be, or what results would you get if you looked at two groups, one group that are heavy social media users and the other that are light social media mm-hmm. users. And then you ask those groups to meditate mm-hmm. or to sit in silence, even not even meditate. I wonder how many people would start to freak out without. I don't know if freak out's the right word, but like, it's interesting to notice the urge to check your phone. And I am excited over the fact that I think some of the younger generation of people are like, I don't really like social media. And they're like not engaging at all. And I like that not that there's a choice because there's always been a choice, but more along the lines of like, it's a cool thing to do. You know, I'm like, good. It should be because it's not healthy for us to be constantly bombarded with images and videos of people doing different things because it can be, it can make our attention span shorter and it can also lead to comparison and, you know, self-esteem issues and all sorts of things. Yeah. Today, uh, it's funny that we're talking about this because I had a dermatologist appointment earlier. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, we have a they have a beautiful office, yeah, by the way. it's beautiful. Big I mean, windows. It's gorgeous. And they must have hired an interior decorator or designer. That, that's Dermatologists a, make a lot of money because people do things that are necessary and not necessary. Right. And then they make the cash money. Well, that lobby, or not lobby, but the waiting room is, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. You feel like you're in some it's fancy home. It's got huge, home. tall ceilings too. And this beautiful wall of books. And the titles are amazing. And you know me, I, I do like I the printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of books on architecture and Were design. Were they half books like in The Great Gatsby? No. <laughs> Faux books. Well, I'm sitting there and I looked around the room because uh, I had my back to the window. So I'm looking towards the big bookcase mm-hmm. and there was probably about 10 people in that room. Everybody's on their phone. Everyone was on their phone. I thought, how odd with all those books there. And so... Um, I went to check on, cause the doctor was running late. I went to check, I come back and instead of sitting down and, and getting on my phone, uh, I, I picked up a couple of books and I was just flipping through them. And I found a couple of books that, uh, hotel, New Hampshire, I'm going to pick oh, it up. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I definitely want to get um, my hands on a copy of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyways. Yeah, no, I find it funny. Cause sometimes I don't, I think it's, it's me though. Cause I need more alone time and this isn't a, like anything to do with you or us, but like I need more alone time than I get just because of the nature of working together. And also the fact that when I go out, I'm usually socializing with other people. And so sometimes when I'm waiting in waiting rooms, I just like to sit and like space out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like not have to do anything. And it is, people are always on their phones. I'm like, Oh, it's so interesting that we always jump to that. Like the second that people sit down, they're like, okay, distract with something else. And I'm like, why, you know? are you the therapist to me? He's like, are you uncomfortable being alone with your own thoughts? That's why I can't wait for our backyard to be finished so I can go back out there and just zone out. 
just sit underneath a beautiful canopy of trees. We tried switching our mosquito treatment people and it was horrible. It went horribly wrong. We have to go back to the others. Kill those mosquitoes. Okay. We have a, a voice memo or whatever you want to call it from speak Tom. Pipe. It's not a speak pipe. He does. It's a M. It's like a M4A it says, but it's like his own thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Ready? Is the volume up? Yep. Hello, everybody. I'm going to tell you a story today about the dysfunctional family that lives up on the hill above me. Mm. The couple that lives up there, they're the rudest neighbors I've ever had in my life. So last summer, the lady wanted to give me these Italian peppers. Two things. I love the tippy tap of the dog. I get very excited, Tom, to hear the tippy tap. Secondly, Italian peppers. Right. What? I love them. We tried to get our hands on them in California, and they were like, we don't have those. And um, Justin, our nephew, is now, him and his wife are now growing them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. Sorry, Tom. She gives me a call and says in the local accent, have you eaten dinner? Oh. I said, well, I'm about to sit down. He said, well, I have these peppers for you. (laughs) And I politely declined them as I was out to dinner with some people. And this lady wouldn't let it go. She was up at the top of her driveway yelling for me the next day. And I was in the middle of a training session and just kept on lifting. And the next day, she sent her son-in-law to see me at work about it. And I told him I had some food intolerances and I wasn't able to eat them and she still wouldn't let it go. I come home from work at lunchtime and there she is waiting on me. I have these peppers for you. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not able to have them. Well, get up here and take them! No, I have food intolerances, I can't eat them. Well, put them in your freezer! No, I can't have them. I have food intolerances. Well, get your kidneys checked. Well, that's funny you mentioned that. They just did a CMP on me and my blood work came back perfectly. Well, that's a shame. These are Italian. I said, I don't give a damn if they're German. I'm not going to eat them. Anyway, I didn't hear from these people for months. And after the national championship game in January, I had been exposed to COVID and I'm at home on a Friday afternoon and hear the old lady calls. You better get up there right now and help Harry. He can't get back up the hill in his golf cart. Said, well, I'm sorry. I've been exposed to COVID and I don't think you all want me around you. Yeah. Well, he can't get up the hill. Well, did you hear what I said? I've been exposed to COVID. I don't think you all want me around you. We understand. Well, anyway, the doorbell rings and it's the old man. And I'll be damned if he doesn't scold me for not coming out quicker. (laughs) Well, this old guy wants me to take my pickup truck and push his golf cart up the hill, which I wasn't willing to do because I didn't want to risk damage to my truck. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway, while later they called me at work and... I said, this can't go on. I'm not these people's butler. So I went to visit with the daughter about it, and the daughter started screaming at me. I said, hey, uh, your folks have been quite rude to me. They've been very demanding and calling me at work. Well, I'll be damned if the daughter doesn't start screaming at me. My parents are old. 
And in one fell swoop, my suspicions about this family were confirmed. I always felt like they were a bunch of dirt bags. <laughs> you just completely validated how I feel about your family. I said, you can kiss my ass. And let me tell you something else. People have a sense of self-worth. Maybe someday you'll learn that. Well, tell you what, folks. Old Katie says healthy relationships exist in healthy boundaries. And this story is a prime example of why you need to have them. Stay away from those controlling people, too. Wow. That... (laughs) First of all, I love the tippy-tappy of the dog, always. And holy moly. Some people are really pushy, and I bet you they were like that their whole life. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's just because they're a, a little older. I, I think that those people are just... That well, was it's a, like the people who used to live in our house. I think she was like that a yeah, little bit. A Not pers- maybe that aggressive, but yeah. Persnickety, persistent mm-hmm. pepper pusher, <laughs> I think is what you're I just can't with. get over... That's thank you for sending that in, Tom. That's I mean, it's hilarious. I'm sorry I had to go through that, but yes, good, healthy boundaries and like self-respect. I appreciate the gesture of like, hey, I have these peppers. Do you want them? But then if somebody says no, you have to take the no. See, God's a fair guy. He puts uh, weirdos in your life so you can appreciate the good people. I guess so. Have you ever heard of someone like hounding you angrily because you didn't take? And the sun showing up at your work, you know? Yeah, people calling you at work and show. What? And then like demanding you push. It's like, I've been... (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'll push your golf cart away. Hey, you're going too fast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. People, mm-hmm. I tell you, that's just wild, Tom. That is still, I'm still like processing it yeah. because it's so ridiculous that to like force it upon somebody. And where is he? He's in West Virginia or Virginia? Uh, I think just Virginia, but I'd have to go East back. Virginia. That's the accent. Uh, yeah, that, that hardcore uh what was it? The primarily family right. West Virginia. Mm-hmm. That was West Virginia. Yeah, I think it's just Virginia. But um, let me see if it says anywhere else. No, it doesn't say. I'd have to dig back. But yeah, um, wow, that's some aggressive neighboring. Takes all, all all kinds, and good of you to recognize that you need boundaries, and uh, that boundary is about eight hundred <laughs> feet away from the you know right the edge of your property. It just blows my mind the yeah. aggressiveness. I mean. Yeah, I understand like they can ask for things or offer things. But if you're like, I've been exposed to COVID, like you're older, I don't, you know. I think you're in the wrong here, Tom. I think you should have taken the peppers. You would avoid yourself a lot of hassle. Send them to us. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I would have. Yeah. He's like, I can't. I cannot eat these. My body will revolt. Right. Okay. Good to hear from you. Hope all's well. Thanks for sending that in. Um, We have a letter from Blair and it is entitled... Strange ESPN coverage event. <gasps> Is this a strange sport? Is this worse so. than tag? <gasps> okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Katie, or hello, Sean and Katie. Hello. 
Do you have any guesses on what kind of things ESPN is covering at this very time? Hmm. I don't. I bet you couldn't guess it even if you tried. You've talked about how there are some really strange events that ESPN has covered. Well, I ended up on YouTube as one does at 2 a.m. unable to sleep. And I found. Prepare yourselves, everybody. The Ideal Electricians National Championship. The Ideal Electricians National Championship. Mm hmm. I-E-N-C? Oh, baby, that's big. Ah! Bobby's Hit down. Me again. Bobby's Bzz. down. No shame to blue-collar workers. I just didn't think that they would have such a competition. But what would the competition be? I've attached a link at the very bottom. Okay. If you're interested, we will attach it for you as well. However, I'm going to give you the rundown on it. We appreciate that. The announcers had lots of dumb slapstick jokes like that you'll find on popsicle sticks called people uh, wire nuts, etc. So the way that it works is they have these framed in 10 by 10 rooms. Okay. The electricians had building plans and supplies and they had X amount of time to drill holes in two by fours and run wires and connect it to a power box. Hmm. I mean, not the most interesting thing to watch. It's also a bit weird seeing these this many men in beards shuffle quickly up ladders to run wire. <laughs> I've always seen that type of person work at their job at their own pace. Yeah, right. There's no there's no rush. <laughs> also, who wants your electrician to rush? I mean, I know you want to not spend a lot of money, but yeah, I don't, don't want to see someone like speedily. You know. Yeah, we're just talking about our friend who's had a lot of issues with their water pipes bursting and their elect their uh, their pipes bursting in their electrical wire smoking in their house. And I was like, Mm-mm. look at him go. He's, he's stripping the wire with his teeth. He's not even taking time to pull out a tool. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't even going into someone's house. This is just like for the competition. I sure, guess. sure. The judges or building inspectors that watch them or watch them as they work are rating their ability to work quickly yet safely. OK, OK. Accomplishing the plans before time is up is the goal, but you don't finish the project to win. So once the timer is up, you don't actually have any idea of who's going to win. A rather strange buildup of, of suspense, I guess. Um, well, I guess Dance with the Stars is a bit like that. But anywho, you finally find out who wins and they get 20K for winning, which isn't any small amount of money. I know that's a pretty good finder's fee. We should tell Nichols about this. Yeah. We should get in on this. As well as money donated to the local journeyman training school. Oh, that's cool. Kind of a give back type of exchange. Interesting, but I can't say that I'm on bated breath for the next event. <laughs> to each their own, I guess. I bet you the electricians turn that on. They're like, oh, finally a show for us. For us, one that I can relate to. Right. Can you imagine if they they all of a sudden saw a spike, in the, not an electrical spike, but like a spike in the numbers, you know, and they're like, oh, there, we have we have a hit. They have a booger. Mm. Oh, I had a booger, guys. Thanks, Katie. You had to tell you, Biden. I had to tell you. All right, I'm going to feed it to Roxy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, That's she does disgusting. it. Okay. Um, no, but, you know, all of a sudden the TV executives at ESPN are like, who would have known? But the, we tested the electrician show. It it's did really well. Hit. And then they're like, how, how do we spice this up? And someone across the table says, what if we license American Ninja Warrior <gasps> and we bring it to, we bring the electricians onto a set? So what? that like, they're, yeah, just think of what? all the, you know, the one where they jump with the, the, the spikes and they, they climb up when they're jumping. What if that was jumper cables? <laughs> it would what never if, hold their weight. <laughs> what if you're dangling over water, you know, because sometimes they're over water pits on American Ninja oh, Warrior. no. You yeah, and you're like, you don't want to. 
Throw in the toaster. <laughs> no, that's like my friend Kelsey Darrow was on that show. The wet, the splat. Remember the where they shot through the air to the water. We're like, that seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. She says it was the most. Da- it got canceled because somebody like died or something, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she said it was the most dangerous thing to be on, and she was like, absolutely terrifying. Would never zero out of ten. Wouldn't do it again. Yeah, the things people do for television. Well, she didn't even have to. They're like YouTube creators. So she's like already doing her own shit. And she was like, this will be fun. No, right. nope, terrifying. Okay, so let's hope y'all are doing well or will be because you have some vacation on the horizon. We do. Take care, Blair. Thanks, Blair. Thanks, Blair. Yeah, we, Um. oh, and there's the link to the YouTube. I'm excited to watch that, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I might put that on later. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. Um. Also, uh, along the lines of strange sports, mm-hmm. I know that I mocked um uh Quidditch? Uh no, I still mock that. I mock that a lot actually. Oh, uh, frisbee golf? Yeah, it is awesome. I've watched a little bit more of it and mm-hmm. I'm I'm a fan. I'd be kind of embarrassed to go out and throw my first disc because you know, these people are really good. Yeah, they're and pretty good. We have one next to my peel box. Remember, we've seen it on the way they're out. They're all over the place. People are playing. Yeah, and it looks like a lot of fun. Maybe go on a weekday. Less yeah. pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see. I don't want anyone to see me throw the disc in the wrong direction. Because well, my arm just, goes like this, but the disc goes to the right. Pew. Yeah. Just last night, speaking of your arm going like this and the disc going the other way, Sean tried to help me. We were loading up stuffed peppers for dinner. And Sean was like, let me move it over here to make it easier for you. And he moved it to my right side. I'm left-handed. And I was like, this actually made it harder. And he was so confused as to how one operates with a left hand. <laughs> I think you, you do things a little interestingly with, uh, with tools. You're, you, it's not because you're left-handed, but you, you, it's like you're looking at something bizarre. I don't know. It was weird because you <laughs> curl your hand in with the scoop. And, and I was like, it, it, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It was very strange to watch. I was scooping the meat out of the frying pan and then tilting it in, trying to get it straight into the pepper. That's what I was doing. Yeah. It Sean, looked strange. Sean was watching me from across the thing. I was like, don't even mention the way that I'm doing this. But he didn't. He just made it harder. Well, I thought I thought it would help, but it didn't help at all. Well, anyways. It was funny. It made Sorry, me Katie. I wasn't. Uh... It's okay. It's okay. I'll allow it. Okay. Moving on. We have a letter from Alicia and it is entitled Ultra Running. Ooh. It says, hey, Katie, Sean and the OTDM family. Hello. My name is Alicia and I'm writing in from the great state of Wisconsin. Amazing. Where I was born, raised and never left. I've always been scared to write in before, but was so excited when you started talking about ultra running. I had to chime in. I was never an athletic child, but my parents wanted me to join the track and field in seventh grade anyways. I was horrible in every, oh, I was horrible in every event, but because there were no cuts, I was placed as an extra in the mile, even though I couldn't run a mile. Nevertheless, as the season progressed, I became faster and actually made it onto the regular team. That's amazing. In ninth grade, I ran my first marathon, and five years later, I found myself towing the line at the Boston Marathon, which was something I never thought was possible. So you have to qualify for that, don't mm-hmm. you? You to get can't up just to the front. can't mm-hmm. just scroll stroll up. No, I don't believe so. I did that for the Susan G. Komen five k once. Did I already tell the story on the podcast? I don't think so. Um, Sean's not much of a runner. 
No, no. But for a moment I thought, you know, I could do a 5k and I did, I did the Turkey trot a couple of times. And, um, and then I, I did the 5k, you know, the, the Susan G. Komen, the, the race for the cure for cancer, mm-hmm. not the rabies for run. The cure. <laughs> Um, the Michael Scott Dunder Mifflin Meredith Palmer Memorial. Yeah. But as I was, uh, I made a mistake. I went out the night before mm-hmm. with Sean Nichols. Oh. I think we were watching some sort of boxing match or oh, something. that's a terrible idea. Yeah. And I had a couple of beers. The next day I wake up, you know, Sean's sister and I are going to run the race and she could run very well. <laughs> a gazelle. And I was, uh, you know, a, a heavy footed uh, mm-hmm. galute out there. And so... I, I, I'm running late. I'm putting my shoes on in the stairwell and Sean's like, Hey buddy. Cause he'd slept over on the couch. He's mm-hmm. like, Hey, uh, you, you want me to go with you guys? I'm like, no, buddy, you, yeah, so I got you this. Sleep this off. Yeah. I, I'm going to take care of this one. He's like, okay. Okay. You know, Back. so we get to the race and um, Val is very eager and she, she's like type a, and she goes right up to the front of the line and I'm like, yeah, okay. I can do this. You know, and I get up to the front of the line and, you know, they start the race and, <laughs> Uh, well, we got our, our numbers and everything. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, giving yeah. a condensed version of it. That's fair. And uh, I quickly realized that these aren't my people, you know, like they are going. And I took off running with mm-hmm. them, which mm-hmm. I could probably outpace these people for maybe, or not outpace them, but I thought Sean it was fast. sprint for like two blocks. That's what I did. You got a good sprint in you. Yeah. And then I was winded. <laughs> Wind sprints. You'll do that sometimes when we were walking Roxy. Remember we were coming down that hill yeah. and you were like, I'm going to run. And I was like, go for it, honey. And then like, you got like a block or two. And then you were like, that's what my feet sounded like. Puttered out. Yeah. And then everyone passed me in the race. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people. And then, um, you know, I, I found, I found my people and you found your middle of the road people. You're, you're, you're running comrades, people who are just running for the cure. <laughs> some of us were just for kind of the cure. <laughs> 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 what did they say? They hung up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They hung up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I used to, when I was growing up, because I played soccer, so I had to run a lot and I was outside mid and striker. So you like sprints and lo- like running a lot. And so I used to train for the season. And so I'd go on these like runs and I would always try to get my mile under seven minutes. And I don't know if I ever got it under seven, but it'd be like seven five, seven, 10, something like that. So, um, so I was fast at one point. I was so fast, but that time has passed. When I was in the seventh grade, I wanted to be an athlete so bad. You know, I was like, I'm going to find a sport for me because mm-hmm. I'm starting uh, high school. It starts in the seventh grade in Montreal for English kids. And so uh, our art teacher was mm-hmm. running the the track and field or no, the cross country team. Sorry. Oh, different. Yeah. Ooh. And I did, I was like, cross country, that sounds fun. Like free running, you know, you're running through the woods sort of deal. Like Phoebe, free running. Right. <laughs> and um, so we went to some school in Laval and it was like on a, the edge of a forest or whatever, as far as I remember it. And they told us the, you know, the, the, the course and okay. basically run to the woods and you come out of the woods. You know, you run a trail. Yeah. There's like a, already a trail on the ground. So like you're in the, I mean, you're in the woods, but you're running on a trail. I was doing okay. You know, I was having fun because you're like running and jumping over roots and it's dirt and you know, it's, it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, up and down, you know, a nice curve. But then I noticed, and I wasn't like doing very well, but I wasn't Yeah, you're last. cruising along. You're just doing your thing. As I uh, was approaching the part where it turns and kind of doubles back on itself, I thought to myself, well, there's a shorter way of you know, and so cheating I cheating from the get. I didn't even think of it as cheating. I thought of it as you know, I'm being smarter. I, 
work smarter, not harder. I would get back sooner. <laughs> you know, like I, I was tired. I stop this running thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I realized during that run that I'm not, uh, I'm not enjoying it that much, you know? So I just wanted to get out of the woods. First of all, there was mosquitoes everywhere. Like they had you run into the woods and it's full of mosquitoes. And they didn't, you didn't pram mosquitoes. I stuff. didn't, uh, even they, no, our coach was the art teacher. He wasn't he, anyways. That's not, pre- not prepared. So I cut through the woods and, uh, I waited till no, like I kind of crouched. So you knew you were cheating. Yeah. Yeah. I knew. I, mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I'm not hurting anyone, you know? Oh no, no. Um, I just want you to admit that you cheated. Yes, I did. I totally <laughs> cheated. I waited till no one was looking and then I kind of like got on the trail <laughs> and no one was the wiser. Wow. I was never caught. Wow. And I think the statute of limitations is over. So I think I can go back to Canada now. Oh my God. Now I you know why I'm here. I've been on the run since literally on, uh, since on the run. <laughs> No, when I was growing up, we'd have to run the mile and I forget our teacher's name. It was like a long last name, like Mrs. Westerfield or something. Anyway, she, she would stand at this one part on the track. We'd have to run the mile. Does anybody remember this? You have to run the mile. And now that I think about it, how shaming. So let me tell you how it worked. But like, as a kid, I was super competitive, as you guys know. And so I was like, I'm going to fucking beat Graham Gowing. I'm going to get him. He was always faster than me. And not today. Um, <laughs> We actually had a race at recess once to see who was faster. Just like the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> anyway, so every time you go around, you get a popsicle stick. And then when you get four, you're done. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. then they count them and then you're done. And then they write the time on your hand. You break the popsicle stick in two and like hold. hold <laughs> Maybe somebody tried. I don't know. And you need to get your time on your hand. And then you have to walk around school all day with like this marker on your hand. That's not nice. Oh. I didn't think about it till just now, but so there was no cheating. Okay. There was no way to cheat because you had to hand the popsicles back to your teacher and then they'd mark that time down. Okay. But, um, I just recalled a funny, we won't share much about this because I don't want anybody to get embarrassed, but we had a friend of ours. We were talking about things that we've done and we never got caught or we, we didn't do anything. And I was talking about working in a psych ward and we were talking about video ideas and stuff. And this person worked in a psych ward for a short period of time as a temp. She had like temp jobs all over town. Mm. And this was one of them. <laughs> did you oh forget my God. this story? I totally did. Mm. This is great. Mm-hmm. And because she was a temp, she was only going to be there for like a couple of weeks. And every day, if you've ever worked in a psych ward or in a hospital, I'd assume there's similar procedures. But the codes on the doors, they you have to have a code to get in or like your little... Um, RFID chip like on your card but because she was a temp they didn't give her that she had to know the code and the code changes like I want to say ours changed every day but it might have been a different cadence I'm not sure where she was but she could never remember the code and so she'd just knock on the door and somebody would let her in and if you know like in psych words there's usually like it's almost like a bubble where the nurse's station is and that's like where you do your paperwork and you you know reply to your emails and do all your note taking and and you can see everybody right And then you do bed checks and meds and all sorts of different things. But so she, you know, would knock to be let in and be knocked to let be let into the nurse's station. And one time (laughs) she was like busy doing something and someone knocked on the door to be let out of the the locked ward. ward. And she just glanced at them and then opened the door. And as they walked through, she realized it was actually someone who was a 5150 <laughs> and she never told anybody <laughs> do, 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 do. 
<laughs> I'm like, <laughs> has anyone seen Jerry? Nope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just did the bed checks and he wasn't there. <laughs> well, you don't want to get fired, you know. Of course not. And I doubt this said Jerry, whoever it was, made it very far because the nurses, sta- people be like, what? Wait. Yeah, it wasn't the door to outside. It was just no, the door off like the wing. No, it's like off of the locked ward. Yeah. But it's still just, as someone who worked, I think just like a year in a locked ward, it just makes me laugh. Not, it's just so, it just shows you we're, we're always understaffed. I think every day we were understaffed. I was a per diem worker in this hospital chain. And so I'd get pumped around all sorts of different hospitals and you do have a lot of different codes and you have to use your different, it's always a a disaster. And there's just a lot of things that could accidentally go wrong. And it was not on purpose, not with malicious intent, but man, I laughed so hard. I was like, wow. And I never told anybody. (laughs) Funny story to me. Okay. Wow. We got way off topic. I'm so sorry, Alicia. We're back to towing the line at the Boston Marathon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is something she never thought was possible. Upon coming back from Boston, I read a newspaper article about a 50-mile run in southern Wisconsin. I was looking for a new challenge, so two weeks later, I found found myself running that race. Wow, 50 miles. You're like a superhero. Mm -hmm. Super running. I don't even think I could walk 50 miles. Or ultra running. I'm sorry. It's not super running. It's ultra running. Okay. So two weeks later, found herself running that race, the 50 mile race. As I aged, I found myself more drawn to the ultras because quite frankly, marathons are really expensive compared to ultras. And it's a much better value in terms of dollars per mile to run the ultras. Hmm. The pace isn't as fast as a marathon and there's enough time to fall apart and still have a great comeback. There's much less competition. So I have a better chance of placing and it's essentially an all day party on the trail. What's not to like? That's kind of cool. I, I don't like the falling apart. I don't like the running part. Yeah. Partying on the trail. You know, that that's okay. I'll meet, I'll meet you there. Tell mm-hmm. me which mile marker. I'll be there. For most races in the U.S., they give you 12 hours to finish the 50 mile runs. Oh, I'm going to need like double that. And 30 hours to, I was like, they do it all in one day. <laughs> and 30 hours to finish the 100 mile runs. And generally, the longer the distance, the better the aid station food gets. <gasps> oh, Where's the, cl- when's, when's the first aid station? Cause I could run there, eat the food and then, you know, and then be done. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any Alfredo? <laughs> Got a carbo load. I've never eaten more Alfredo sauce and drank less water in my entire life. I remember one run where they had a generator out in the middle of the woods and were cooking up made to order pancakes, waffles, grilled cheese, bacon, and omelets. <gasps> that sounds delightful. Again, I'll meet you there. They also had a whole taco and nacho bar. Unfortunately, I have yet to partake in the really good food as usually my stomach has gone south by that point. Yeah, I that's what I'm like. You eat and then run again. I mean, I guess because it's so long, so many hours, you have to feel your body. You can't just live on like, what's that gel stuff? The sugar gel? Altogether, I've run 20 something 50 mile races and five or 600 plus mile races. Wow. I love ultra running and I truly miss seeing new places and spending the entire day out on the trail with nothing to worry about other than being in the present moment. That would be the nice part is like you get to kind of zone out, like literally zone out. Oh, I bet. And uh, the endorphins are probably awesome. You're seeing all your friends. It's a great time. Aside from, again, the running is the part that. (laughs) That's the part. That's the scary part. I I would do it if I had like um, off-road rollerblades or something. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, you want a blade? I'd blade it, baby. Blade it, baby. Roxy's getting impatient here. 
Unfortunately, I've had to stop ultra running and back out of a lot of distance running in general as I've developed idiopathic anaphylaxis three years ago that seems to be triggered from eating and running the very core of ultra running. Oh, that's such a bummer. bummer. But it, maybe are you involved with the organization like uh, part of the Roxy staging? Or? She wants to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could be part of it still. In terms of training, with the disclaimer that nobody should listen to my advice as I never followed a plan and I usually wound up injured, but I would run back-to-back long runs, like a 20-mile on Friday, 30 on Saturday, 30 on Sunday, or twice a day do mid-distance runs, like 10 miles in the morning and 10 miles at night, in the build-up to a 100-mile race, with one 50-mile run about three weeks out from said race. That's just great. This is, you're blowing my mind. The human body is amazing. It is amazing. For training for the 50 mile distance, I would run 30-ish miles as the longest distance prior to that race. As far as mindset goes during training or the actual race, I, again, can't speak much to that as I have dissociative identity disorder and quite frankly, don't remember running the race. See, that's why I could sign up to do it again if I didn't remember. Mm. That's one of the random perks of DID, I suppose. Ironically, this works much to my advantage as everyone else is tired and weighed down by the earlier events of the day while I remember nothing. Wow. That- That's interesting. I've never thought of DID in that way, like not remembering even thing, you know. Wow. Interesting. Alicia says, with best regards, Alicia. Thank you so much for writing in. And that is so fascinating. We have an ultra runner in our community. I just, yeah. Uh, in this corner, Alicia, the... Ultra runner. ultra runner in this corner sean the ultra procrastinator <laughs> who will win <laughs> who will win toe to toe right you've got to got a good two two blocks in you yep good sprint sean's very fast at the sprint maybe that's you just burn hot and fast maybe you should just slow and steady right 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 or maybe not because now you have arthritis in yeah, your toes if the olympics had something um that was shorter you know like a real drag race you know like mm-hmm. uh the first 10 steps say <laughs> a drag race i think it's called sprints you have to do like you know. they, they, they seem so long they sprint for, aren't they like 30 is it the 100 yard dash yeah what about the eight yard dash <laughs> the two yard dash <laughs> sean just lays down boom done <laughs> just time that, uh, you just that jump i think that's called the long jump yeah oh i wouldn't be very goodness. good at that either okay everybody uh roxy has become completely unmanageable And so we're going to have to call it quits. Also, it's time for dinner. All right. Well, thank you again for... Continue sending in your letters Hmm. and your sound bites and all of the fun things. We didn't have any requests this week, like, of things for them to send in. But if anything sparked or piqued your interest, do share. Well, that's it for this week, folks. That's all. That's all, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks again for listening. Please share and leave five-star reviews. You know the drill. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.